Hey folks, this podcast is with Andrea Esperanza Martinez. She is a local front woman for Funked Martini and Pop Gun Rerun, both of which have been on the local cover circuit for the past few years. Funked Martini doing Top 40 spanning across multiple decades, and Pop Gun Rerun, which is straight 80s. She has plans in the works for both bands in the very near future, and we got into it a little bit. It got a little noisy because we ended up at Serogami in Pomona, and a show was just letting out in between sets from the glass house. So it got a little loud. Sorry for that. Tried to clean it up as best as I could. Um, Any advice from sound techs is much appreciated. It's not too bad. You'll have fun. Enjoy. Three, two, one. Cheers. One more cheers. Cheers. One more (laughs) cheers. Oh, Oh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) The other one just clanked Mm -hmm. kind of rough the last one I did because we (laughs) just had cans of beer. (laughs) So you were you were learning piano as a kid? Yes. And um, your sister got the bass. Yeah. Um, so I had I had lessons with some really, really old man and it just scared me. Mm. And the way the way he would speak was just very unfortunately very very boring for me. Uh, and he just, I just didn't like it. Yeah. I don't know, it just seems kinda Seemed kind of scary for me at my age. I think I was like six or seven. Yeah. Um, but I kept the keyboard, mm-hmm. um, and I would play it by ear. Um, and then we moved. Well, we moved from Covina to Ontario, and that's when my parents were making more money. So eventually, my dad got my brother a, a drum set, uh-huh. and um, my. My dad would teach him like basic rhythm, and I mean, dad plays guitar, but he understands music by ear. So he would just teach him what he thought, you know, how how, it, how he should play the drums. Right. And my brother would learn everything else by ear. And so I would just I would mainly do backup singing for my dad's band back in the day in the nineties. Mm. <laughs> and it was just classic rock band. And then my sister would also join in, but. Um, she was really little and she didn't really understand how to harmonize or what that all was. Yeah. So by the, when she was old enough, my dad got her a bass and um, he and she would cry a lot because it was so uh, she just didn't like to practice. Yeah. And she would get so frustrated. We'd be in the garage and she'd be crying and we'd all we all didn't want to be there because we wanted to go outside and play. Right. Um, it wasn't like the Jackson Five or anything. I was just gonna ask, like, was <laughs> yeah. this rough? <laughs> Everybody asks that. I mean, we would definitely fight, argue, and cry a lot, but it was, it was some of the best times growing up. I mean, having that with my dad mm-hmm. was really cool. He used to give my sister this like, um, I don't even know what to call it, like, like a the mus- stress ball. The things? stress balls. Yeah. So he would tell her, oh you need to squeeze this to make your hands stronger. Uh-huh. And she always, she already looked like she had strong hands. <laughs> like out of, you know, between me and my sister, like she can kick butt and yeah. I'm just like a scraggly little thing, you know? <laughs> She's my younger sister, but um, but yeah, I guess it must have helped, you know? 
and he would just tell her, okay, you know, because he knew guitar, so I think this is how you play bass. Cool, you do your thing, you know? <laughs> and I already knew how to play keyboard by ear. Like, I would just plunk out little notes here and there, and it wasn't like I was playing full accompaniment piano, right. but I would just play, you know, synthesizer stuff that you would hear, like, in 80s music or 90s music back in the day. Um, That's what I did as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was fun. Um, I just feel like my hands are not built for music, you know? I loved uh, playing guitar. I really, really wanted to play guitar. I wanted to be like Chrissy Hind from The Pretenders. Oh, cool. Because that was... My dad introduced me to that, but um, I wanted to be like her. Yeah. And I never got to be like her. <laughs> but I can... I, can uh, I do a really good vocal impression of her so I guess I have that going for I myself. think I've heard it <laughs> really? I think I've heard it I think <laughs> I've heard you do funny. a cover or two that's too funny yeah so I'm just I, I even asked my boss who she's a piano uh, player uh -huh. and she's like wanted to teach me to play because I have to play for my students and she's like I want you to be able to teach more theory or you know, play accompaniment for your students. And I'm like, okay, but this is really hard, you know? <laughs> so she finally gets me in a few lessons. She's teaching me, and she looks at my hands. She's like, you know, I don't think your hands are made for piano. Oh, no. <laughs> at least she was honest, you know? And then. But it was like your worst fear the entire time. Well, I mean, like, no, I already knew. Like, it was so frustrating. And my fingers just, like, they're double jointed sometimes, and it just just doesn't work <laughs> yeah yeah there's so, only so many notes i can hold on yeah. guitar too so yeah i have small I, hands yeah so. i could play chords fine you know like really basic chords but when you get when it gets a little too crazy and you have to i have to reach my pinky yeah. further i'm just like you know i can't i just can't play that song yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it i <laughs> another one f sharp minor i could never get that <laughs> ever i tried yeah, my best yeah. I'm like, my fingers are just not long enough for this i can't do it yeah, and it, you know what's funny? It's like your fingers don't really need to be long enough. Like you, I can, I've seen musicians, plenty of musicians with short, stubby fingers, but mm. they're like stocky fingers, strong fingers. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Like <laughs> I have long, dainty fingers, so. That seems perfect for Spanish it's, guitar or anything. Yeah, it seems like, and my dad used to be like, oh, you have perfect piano hands. And I'm like, cool, when I grow up, I'm going to be like this amazing piano player. And yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just for fun. Well, you still do your part. Right? Yeah, I try. I mean, um, <laughs> my sister gets really mad at me because now when we play gigs, it's like, can I play that part or is Akira gonna have to like um, you know compensate like you know cover <laughs> for me and usually that's the case but um sometimes I just hate being stuck behind the keyboard right like I feel like since I've grown up um looking back I wanted so much to be a musician like hardcore like yes I could play any song that you throw at me and I, right. I cannot um, but I just feel like I'm an entertainer and I've accepted that and I think I'm okay with that now. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause you just take, you take the whole stage every time you're on, you just yeah. give it your, give it your heart and soul. Yeah. It's, it's great. Thank you. When I saw you play with, um, Pop Gun Rerun at, uh, Anaheim. Oh, House of Blues. The House of Blues. Yeah. yeah. 
I was like, ah, oh, she thank needs she playing. needs this bigger for, stage. Yeah, thank you for for taking pictures that night. By the way, yeah, that was, yeah, that was cool. Anytime. And that was the first time I had seen that new one too. Yeah, it it looked so cool, and um, I had played there previously, uh, but then they had new staff and a new way of doing things, and backstage like was really nice, and we took care of you. So. Um, I think the night that you were there, we were <laughs> opening up for Bismarcky. <laughs> yeah. That was so strange. I mean. How did you, yeah, how did you feel? I had my own thoughts about what happened that night. So. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, he's, you know, he, he's a big deal in his eyes, you know? So when I went to go, uh, when I went to go meet him, he wasn't the friendliest but oh, it was no. still yeah I mean it was still a really cool thing it's like okay cool could we just get a picture <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I mean it was fun I, we've done a lot of that we've opened up for uh, Vince Neal cool. at the strangest place too um, Beaumont the Cherry Festival really? there's some Cherry Festival park over there and they have the stage is Okay, like mm. it's concrete outdoor um, kind of area, but um, I mean they hire like whoever, whatever production company to come in with the sound and stuff. So that's what makes it, you know, better depending right. on who's playing. But for some reason they got Vince Neil to come, and because we had played there previously, they asked us, "Will you open up for Vince Neil?" And we're like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so crazy, um, same thing, like, he wasn't very friendly, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, yeah, um, but also I think, you know, if I were Vince Neil and I, you know, had to play a place like Beaumont, mm. you know, maybe I wouldn't be happy about it, maybe I would think, like, this is what, you know, what the, this is what it's come to. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have really have no idea. I mean, I'm happy to play there. You know. Yeah. I think it's fun. Um, I think as long as the audience likes it, it's a good time. Yeah, of course. So. But I feel like I've I only recently, within the past, I don't know, few years, heard of Beaumont. Yeah, I didn't. Was it know, always there? It, I guess. I mean, I didn't know of it until we played there. Yeah, because I thought. Fontana, Rialto, Redlands, Palm Springs. Yukaipa. So I Yukaipa, think it's after yeah. Yukaipa. It's that far out. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's right off the 10, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's just out there. Train tracks. Yeah. Cherries, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why it's called Cherry. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> cherry I mean, Festival. I live off of Cherry in Fontana, and I don't know why it's called Cherry. Yeah. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> don't come looking for me. <laughs> it's a long street. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, given his days of playing backyards in Pasadena, right? Uh, he could have, you know, gotten used to. Well, I, you know, I'm sure it's the same. Like, like you said, oh, I'm in Beaumont. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, no offense to Beaumont. Right. I don't know what they have going on. But... I mean, when I first start playing a new place. I think it's exciting. Yeah, of course. Unless, you know, people are being really pain in the butts, mm. but usually it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and then after a while, you know, it might get to feel like, oh, this place again. Yeah. <laughs> you have those regular gigs where, like, it just 
there's always some mm-hmm. wrench in the gears where you're like, yeah, yeah. Not, a, not again, not this place. Mm-hmm. But the turnout was so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yes, definitely, plenty of times. Hmm. And, it may, and sometimes it's not even like the place or the atmosphere or the people. Sometimes it's just too much, you know, yeah. you're playing like on a Tuesday night. You yeah. work early the next day, <laughs> and then you have to play Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Yeah. It could be a little rough. Funk Martini back in the day would play Tuesdays, Thursdays, mm. sometimes Fridays, and or like I would have to play with Pop Gun Friday, Saturday, oh, or geez. sometimes Sunday. So sometimes I'd be playing the whole week. It's, yeah. And on top of your full-time teaching yeah Yeah. well it's more like part-time but Mm, um, still a lot of work yeah Mm. so that was kind of crazy i think i'm back to being cold now (laughs) or i'm nervous i'm not sure what it is i'm like i could feel my chin like shaking (laughs) sorry don't worry i've been doing some of these outside oh really Uh, yeah because i just in upland in downtown upland oh that's cool yeah i went to charlie's yeah, and, that's uh, right. I heard. I listened to that one. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. I like how you can hear the forks and stuff in the background and people <laughs> talking. I think that's really cool. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get past it. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to beat it because mm. um, it's getting to be too much. And, you, you know, like I said, I'm learning sound at the same time. Yeah. And it's just a whole different animal. I know photography and I know writing, I guess. But yeah. sound... No. <laughs> well, I love photography and I know nothing about it, so I'm like <laughs> wanting to pick your brain on that. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you clumsily uh, attempt it like I'm doing here with? with yes. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I mean I'm, I don't have a, a camera, so I just have my phone. So I feel like once I got my new phone, like you know all the features on on it it's like wow this looks really good you know portrait mode yeah i feel like it progressively got worse like like (laughs) wait you mean your your picture taking yeah my my camera you know my anyway so i would someday would like to get a camera just to take pictures of I have hummingbirds in the backyard, and I would love to take pictures of those. Yeah. Flowers or anything. Kids, babies, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see so much, I think. Yeah. uh, With gigging. You were just in Arizona? Or you were in... Yeah. yeah. I was in Arizona. Oh, my gosh. With Popgun? Yeah. The drive was beautiful. Um, That was really cool. Um, Yeah. Sometimes we get to travel a little bit. Sometimes we don't do those gigs because they don't want to pay you know they, they can get like a local band to do it for cheaper but um, when you know every chance we get to do something and it pays well you know enough for us to make the trip out there it's, it's always really fun yeah we get to stay at a hotel and hang out and play and, and this nice last getaway. yeah this last gig everybody was outside i thought it was going to be indoors so my costume I packed light, (laughs) and it was raining when we got there. (laughs) Um, I mean, we had a beautiful backdrop because we were playing. That gig was really close to Lake Havasu, Mm -hmm. so you could just see all the mountains and boulders. I don't know however you want to call it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was beautiful, and we had this, like, because thank God we had a gazebo covering us, but Uh everybody else 
at the party was in the rain. What? Yeah. They didn't have but, a cover for that? I mean, they had one place, but nobody was under it. Like, they wanted to be in the rain. Wow. And they were all in costumes. They were all dancing. They had space heaters, um, but, you know, they were having a blast. And I was like, wow, like, it's so fun. Like, when you go to a place like Beaumont or, like, Arizona, it's like uh -huh. they appreciate it because they don't always get that kind of entertainment, you know? And right. And it, it's... Or maybe they don't always see something like that. It's, it's just... You would typically have to drive for those things. Yeah. Drive pretty far. So, I mean, just that alone makes makes it worth it. Mm -hmm. Do you get a lot of, like, um, fan mail sort of thing? Do you get a lot of uh, positive oh, yeah. feedback? I, <laughs> fan mail. Like, I was, in my mind, I was thinking, like, actual letters. I know. I, I, pic I kind of pictured uh, <laughs> Mr. Rogers opening up letters. Yes. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I'll, occasionally I'll get a, an interesting DM or like a Facebook message on like the Funk Martini Facebook every now and then. They're like, you guys were great. Or like, hi, <laughs> pretty girl, you know. Uh, so I mean, every now and then though, we get like a real, uh, some, somebody saying something really nice about it, you know, yeah. about the show and that's always really nice to hear or see you know yeah so yes i guess we do get fan mail and then we do get people who become regulars of the whatever band it is and they'll come see us every time that they can so, yeah and then we become friends you know that's always really cool yeah um i love that that's awesome that's how you. That's how it was in uh, at Grazi's. Oh yeah, I yeah. I know. <laughs> there like, were so many regulars there. There's so included. many regulars that we just <laughs> all became really good friends, and mm. like to this day, I mean, six years ago, I'm still friends with like uh, this motorcycle gang. <laughs> they're really? the sweetest people. Yeah, they're the sweetest. I love them to death, and they're like family to us. Mm. So, and they saw us at Grazi's. Oh, so, that's cool. And so, I mean, we don't play at Grazi's anymore, but, you know, wherever we play in the area, they're, they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. They just follow you around. Yeah. I love they didn't that. go to Arizona, did and they? No. no. <laughs> that would have been cool, though. Like, if they all, like, got their their bikes and took a yeah. road trip with us. That like, that's a so pretty cool. damn cool uh, road <laughs> yeah, trip, you know? know? Follow a band on tour. And... Yeah. <laughs> How long did you play at uh, Grazi's? Back when it was Graziano's, right? Like now it's um, just called you know Grazi's. It, I think it was Grazi's when we started playing there. Um, mm. I want to say we almost hit the three-year mark. Uh-huh. Because um, we would have, like, a big anniversary show. Um, yeah, we did it only two times. So, oh. yeah, I want to say it was going on three years, and they changed so much. Um you know during that time and and they're like well we're not gonna have bands on during the week anymore so, so oh they just cut it all out all together yeah wow. so we stopped playing so that's okay i mean you know those were those were such fun shows too oh i used to get so drunk really <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean i would be drinking wine now that's what that was my drink either it depended on the season it was like you know wintertime red wine yeah. Summertime. White wine. <laughs> yeah, anyway. how humid is it in there? Yeah. It's going to be white. <laughs> yeah. It was fun, though. We had a, a we had a great time, and we would just 
do whatever we wanted and mm. you know just go mingle with people get to know everybody and at the tables and I mean get to know you that was so cool meeting yeah. you there I mean I mean some some great memories yeah <laughs> how did the uh, how did the band get started you've been around you've been together a long time right yes so more than six years um going on seven maybe it's seven already I really don't remember mm. and now that I have wine in my system I don't think I'll be able to remember tonight so <laughs> it's turning into drunk history yeah right? so um <laughs> I mean well I started saying with me and my sister playing in the band with my dad yeah we were kids I was I mean, we kind of started doing it when I was nine, and then when my sister got the bass, then we really started playing. I was 11 years old, so we would play like for school fun functions whenever I, you know, my teachers were like, "Hey, you want to play for this thing?" Yeah. You know, during school hours, I was like, "Yes, I want to show off," you know, <laughs> in front of all my friends because they all think I'm a nerd. You know? <laughs> and you wanted to show them that you're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Some yeah. people just accept it and yeah you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh i can't say how long it's been with fun quarantini i mean it's it started with me my sister my brother and akira but mm. then my brother i don't know um he I, I think at the time, I mean, because me and my sister were, were just pain in the asses, so, <laughs> I and it's just, you know, growing up with two sisters, I can imagine he has a hard time. <laughs> oh, you chased him away? Yeah, probably, and he's the middle child, so I think uh -oh. we're just too loud, and we didn't take it seriously at, like, how he, he's, he's a perfectionist, so oh. if, if we didn't play certain songs the way he thought it should be played, he would just like, nah, you know, I don't want to do it. Wow. You know? Yeah. And you know what? He's the most talented musician out of the three of us. Uh-huh. Um, so I get it. You Is know? he in a band now or does he, he's does he playing still play? in a He's playing in a band with my sister. It's a Spanish, like, rock and espanol band. So they, cool. And, and they also play, like, cumbia and other things, too. So the hits. Cool. <laughs> it's really cool. So it's... Uh, my sister, um, my brother, Akira. So it's like the same thing, except I'm not invited, you know, to the party. And um, Joe Ochoa. Yeah. Uh, do you know Joe? Yeah, I've known Joe for yeah, years. Yeah, so, yes, Joe Ochoa's in that band. <laughs> cool. So I was like, okay, you guys get to have fun without me. Awesome, you know? Uh, do you go and, like, well, I can't imagine have, you not have, doing something. They have rehearsal at my house, so... Um, I get to see it all the time, but I haven't. I still haven't gone to see them play, except for when we had we shared like a wedding gig together for my cousin. So I got to see that. Yeah. But they they're so good. Yeah. And, and I love it. I mean, I think I like it better that I'm not in that because I get to enjoy it and hear it, and you know, whenever they get to go play, I could be there dancing and having fun instead. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so I like that, but I guess to answer your question. Funk to Martini, the idea has been around for like eight years. And then um, we, I mean, without my brother, it's been six, a solid six years, mm -hmm. even more, I guess, going on seven years. I don't know. So with Daniel Fernandez as the drummer. Yeah. Yeah. That I think that's where I came in and yes. met you guys. Yeah. 
was at, yeah, the Grazi shows. The Grazi's. The Grazi's. Yeah. <laughs> the Grazi's shows. Yeah, so that's when we really started playing. We had a consistent gig, Grazi's, and thanks to Corey. Um, mm. Corey Brown? Yeah, Corey Brown. <laughs> <laughs> he was managing you for a while, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, um, very grateful for him because we wouldn't have been playing. We played up, you know, JD's, Charlie's, mm-hmm. Nepland. Um, we got September's because of him. And we played a few Orange County gigs, and that was fun. Like the like we festivals? Played, or? We played the Boulevard. Uh-huh. And that's a bar on this, I guess you can say the Strip somewhere. I don't know. I forget what street it's on. Um, but we used to, we used to play the there on Tuesdays. Um, and that was fun. But it was rough, like, going to work the next day for, like, my sister and Daniel. Like, they had to work. Yeah. Bank, they have bank jobs, so uh, that's uh, a little gotta, rough. Yeah, you got to be... You gotta be on point yeah. every morning, and uh-huh. yeah. And then I was going to work at ten, and I was complaining, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was—I think I'm the most physical out of everybody, so I like—I would physically like are. could not get up in the morning. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's you and and your sister are all over the. Well, yeah. she's not all over the stage, but she yeah. she definitely I mean, gets around it. Yeah, for sure. I think now she's. I, she's awesome like I'm really proud of her because she's uh, really worked her butt off to get to where she is now with her playing and she was taking lessons for a while and just um, being able to play the way she does and move around like she does I think that's and be a, be a woman you know I think that's really cool you don't see that all the time so I mean you're seeing it more and more nowadays but it's just yeah. For being her age and for for her playing as long as she had, and to, for me seeing her grow up yeah. and become the person she is now, I think that's really incredible. Mm. That's good to hear. Yeah, proud of her. Were you always doing? Uh, what were was uh, were covers always in mind? Um, I think we started the band thinking, okay, we can start off doing covers, and then you know we were always kind of whining itching to try it originals yeah and in the beginning we started playing around with some stuff and then you know we kind of just put it on the back burner and we're like ah, we'll get back to that because now we're playing so much at that time we were playing like five times a week you know yeah. and then it just got to be too much and you know we had only maybe one day to rest during the week or maybe not and mm. we would have to start all over again and just we didn't have time and you know life happens and yeah and then you're not creative you <laughs> I, um, I imagine also you had built up your rapport with with all of the venues yes. they wanted they wanted covers and yeah I'm sure that added yeah, to it right they, they loved what you were doing and unfortunately I mean the general I don't know how to say this general public wants to hear what they know yeah and when they hear something they don't know they're just like hmm that's nice you know <laughs> and then you get a few like woo uh, <laughs> in the background and it's hey do you, did you feel those in the beginning too those just awkward um, uh, it, when we first started playing we would we would play a lot of cover songs that people knew and then we would play cover songs that we wanted to play that we thought okay this is you know Punk Martini 
we want to play anything that's funked inspired mm -hmm. a couple of rock songs here and there but you know but sometimes we would play like Kimbra or something like the audience would not know that song yeah. but because the song was so cool yeah. they would enjoy it anyway um, you're talking but, about Kimbra by Earth, Wind and Fire? Kimbra, the artist Kimbra. Oh, um, I was thinking of the song. Was um, that Kimbra? She, uh, I'm trying to think that one song. So she was featured on that song. I can't remember oh, what uh, that guy's name is. Oh. Gautier. Yeah, Gautier. Yeah. <laughs> so she's featured on that song, and I was totally sing off, singing off key, but... Um, so she's featured on that song, but she's she's incredible. If you could look at her, look her up. Like yeah. all of her music is great. Um, she's very creative. So I will. I, w I definitely will because I never got past that song with him. Oh so no! It was a yeah. great song. Yeah. But, uh, it, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I, I don't know keep going. where is he now. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sure he's still doing stuff. I'm sure too, but I just. Yeah. I don't. I guess I don't pay attention. I don't invest time into music anymore like I used to like when I was a teenager I wanted to hear like things nobody's ever heard before and now I'm like what's oh sorry I didn't mean to bang that the table now I'm like what's gonna pay my bills you know yeah unfortunately so I mean and then now like all the songs that we play it definitely has to be recognizable otherwise the audience is just like they won't get up and dance or it'll be kind of like low energy in the room yeah um, and you never know like sometimes you'll play a certain place and you're like this song is always getting people up to dance and then maybe that place they don't like that song you know yeah. like that's not the type <laughs> of crowd that you should play the, be playing that song for so right. I think it's always really important to be reading the room that's my job like if yeah. I can feel like okay this crowd is not like into this is how we do it <laughs> they want to hear um since I've Been Loving You by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, so you never know. <laughs> um, you, never, you never know. But um, I mean, now that we only stick to playing a few venues, um, we know them so well. Right. And, and it's always the same people who's going to see us. So they are always going to request the songs that we know how to play anyway. <laughs> you get a lot of like personal requests? Oh, yeah. We get some strange things. Like, I can't even tell you right now. I can't think of a song that's come up, but um, we'll get some really strange requests and uh -huh. like, why would you think that would be a good song to play <laughs> for, you know, people to get up and dance? But, you know, I, I get it. Like, I've been drunk and I've gone to like Piano Piano and requested a strange song, yeah. you know, and they're like, why are you requesting this song? <laughs> Does anybody even know that song? You know? Um, but anyway, I tried to I tried to sing with one of the uh, pianists at Piano Piano. Really? Uh, yeah, it was like my 22nd birthday, oh I think, my and my gosh. friends took me out there. That and is so cool. Oh, it was not cool. I was uh, <laughs> I was booted immediately. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, That's it was awesome. like I knew the guy because uh, oh. my friends who took me there um, they knew him somehow from going there enough, I guess. And he was a really nice guy. He always wanted to hang out with us, and he went up there, and I got drunk. 
and I went up and he was singing a song that I happened to know. And okay. <laughs> so I went up and I was like singing with him and he was like kind of into it for a second. Uh-huh. Then the guard comes right up and he's like, get off. <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I thought I, I know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're it's friends. It's okay. It's okay. We're cool. <laughs> he's like, my friend. It's okay. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so cool. I, that's awesome. Like I would have been cheering you on, you know? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'll try it again one day. <laughs> yeah, I I fell really hard walking out of that place one oh, time, and nice. I still have the scar on my knee. There's a I ramp, was, right? I don't know. There was, like, uneven pavement at the time, and I fell hard and ripped my jeans. I have a scar from Piano Piano. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good time. Just one of those nights. Yeah, huh? it was just one of those nights. I was, like... Probably 22. Yeah. <laughs> Young and Good stupid. Times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking back, it's like, wow. That's. Uh, I'm glad that's 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and how about um, Pop Gun Rerun? When did you hook up with them? Around the same time as Funk Martini. No kidding. So, wow. Um, I think I should give you a little bit more of a backstory. So. The way I met Akira mm. was through Craigslist. Okay. <laughs> it's so funny because in the people, early days of Craigslist. Yeah. Guess, so. so when people ask, like, "Oh my gosh, how did you guys get together?" I'm like, "Well, me and my sister are sisters." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I met Akira. Like, oh, how'd you meet? Oh, through Craigslist. You know. Yeah. And they people always like freak out when we say that. And, um, yeah, that's like a, a murder mystery waiting to yeah, happen. Yeah, so. exactly. And I've been, oh, I have so many stories. Like, oh. it's crazy. <laughs> I've gotten so much work through Craigslist. It's uh-huh. not even funny, but I've had so many nightmares through, like, you know, the music industry and, like, acting. That's a whole se- separate thing. But yeah. yeah. And you model, too, right? I've modeled. It, I, I just hit my, like, 10 year anniversary. Like, that's that Facebook. I saw it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so crazy, 10 years. Ouch, like, I don't want to hear that or see that, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, So, at that time, I had just graduated college. Somebody picked me up and was like, hey, do you want to model? And that picture was my first modeling shoots and I had professional like prints made and Z cards and that's what they're called. I never got to use them. Like I never used any of that shit. And I just found my own modeling gigs through Model Mayhem. It's like some oh, website. Yeah. And I I have some really, really good friends who are photographers because of that website. And oh, I also good. went through like crazy things that I you know, won't mention, but like <laughs> through model mayhem. Through model mayhem, I always yeah. heard it was a pretty um, uh, dignified site, I guess, or like respectable. That yeah, there were... I mean, back in the day, yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. I think I think I was just so young and naive. I didn't know what I was doing, and right. I would always be going to these things by myself, and so. Oh. That's a whole nother conversation. I mean, unfortunately... Maybe another glass of wine. Yeah. So, yeah, another glass of wine. You live, you learn, you know, move on. And yeah, I've heard some... I, I have, I've had some model friends who had some horror stories. There's no way around it, it seems. Yeah, like, you're, you're going to meet the creeps. They're out there. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, 
anyway, so I was doing that, and then um, I, you know, throughout this time I was like living in LA, not living in LA. Uh, had a boyfriend, moved to San Jose, moved mm. back to LA, moved back home. Like so much of that was going on, and then um, I was living in LA this time, and I was working at a dog hotel, mm. and I got fired, and. I couldn't pay my rent, and you know, LA is expensive, so I decided to move back home. But then um, my parents were separating, and we were losing the home uh, to the bank, you mm -hmm. know. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, during this like limbo period, while you know, somebody's some people are looking at our house trying to buy it, yeah, I can live at the house and figure out what my next move is. Mm -hmm. Um, so, oh, I think I'm telling this story wrong. Anyway, <laughs> so around it, that time, I, your, I ended up... The order up, of it is... Yeah, uh, I think it's a little bit wrong. I think it's a little back backwards. But anyway, so after... Yeah, okay, I get it now. I We lost our house. I moved to L.A., got the dog job. <laughs> then I lost my job. And then my dad was living in Rialto. Okay. So I moved in with him... Uh, my sister and my brother were living there already, but they didn't have another room, so I was like sleeping on the couch uh -huh. with my dog. Uh -huh. I had just got a dog. Because <laughs> I was working at a dog place, and naturally I was jealous and wanted a dog. I was lonely, depressed, and you know, she made everything better. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Nola? Nala. Nala. Yeah. So I moved in with my dad for a couple weeks with my dog. And I was applying for anything and everything on Craigslist. Mm -hmm. And um, there was one ad for a band that was already like pre-existing band. They had lost their singer. Uh -huh. And I was like, this is perfect because I don't want to, I don't want no startups, you know, like, yeah. I don't want a new band, like, you know, trying to figure out what they're going to do. I yeah. want a new band or sorry, I want, you know, already established. I'm going to have gigs lined up, ready to go. I went into the audition and that's when I met Akira. Mm. The band's called Radio Drama and they played top 40s, um, everything, you know, rock to pop and disco and funk and um, I was already well familiar with that stuff and so um, yeah, it was great except their singer, when, they, when she found out about me, she came back. Oh no. Yeah. And um, and then they kicked me out because they all took a vote and they're like, you know, Karina or uh, Pacina, Karina, I don't remember her name. Uh huh. You know, she's been with the band a long time. She's apologized. You know, she wants to be in the band again. Okay, cool. You yeah. know, I understood. I was very upset. However, I cried. I remember crying my eyeballs off that day and like called my friend, my mentor, um, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm a loser. You know, I don't have a real job. I'm, I was at the time I was doing like uh, promotional modeling, which was more like brand ambassador. Okay. So I would do just random gigs. They would pay well, but I would have to like drive to Vegas for and be there for like five days or something like oh, that wow. for Google or like do something for another brand like Matrix hair dye. Uh huh. And so it was just ran a bunch of random stuff, and nothing was was ever steady. I had to pay 
I had to get a new car because my car broke down, and then I wasn't able to pay, like, help my mom with rent and, you know, paying my car that week or something. And then radio drama, they're like, broke that news to me. So it was really frustrating. Um, before they had kicked me out, however, I also auditioned for Pop Gun Rerun. And I, I, the reason why I didn't join the band is because it seemed like they weren't really sure which direction they were taking it yet. It was a new forming band, and the bass player was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, you guys are great, you guys are really sweet, but I really need something like now. I don't want to, you know. I, yeah, you need to work. Yeah, and, I need. Yeah. I really need to work. You know. So I, I told them no. They had auditioned like six other singers. I can't remember how many singers they auditioned, and somehow. I have no idea, but they found out that Radio Drama kicked me out of the band, uh-huh. and they gave me a call. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, you know what? Sure, whatever. Let's <laughs> let's do it. I have nothing else going on." And so I was doing that, and then I got a job at my old college in LA, mm. um, um, AMDA where I studied musical theater. Uh-huh. And so my job was um, admissions advisor or something like that. And I had to like talk to students who wanted to audition. Like, you know, this is how it is. Right. This is what the classes are like. This is what you need to do to audition. I've been there, done that. And I loved my job. Mm-hmm. But um, after a year, I was like, why am I sitting in an office <laughs> right you know it's not doing, what you I, to do. like half of it was talking to the students which was fun um and half of it was like data work and right. it was just mind numbing and there was always something in the back of my mind like you know you should be out there doing something you want to do yeah and so i went on craigslist again <laughs> And There's a lot of Craigslist. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Yes, I know. I, I have so many Craigslist stories. Um, so I found uh, a, a job. They needed a voice teacher. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a degree, though. Where I went, it was at the time, it was just a conservatory. Mm-hmm. So it's a two year program. You graduate with a certificate, you go on your merry way. Well, right. on the the final weeks of my graduation they're like guess what we're gonna make this a bachelor's degree program and you guys can be the guinea pigs for like this (laughs) price you know and I was like you know I was so like the low low price of something or like something reasonable so more of what I already know except you know I don't want to be a guinea pig a guinea pig to a new program Uh like I want something established like again I want I want them to know what they're doing because mm-hmm. I don't know anyway so and also it was really expensive school so I was like I'm gonna think on this yeah. wait and I never went back I mean I still think about it now because it's you know programs are flourishing but uh, I'm old so <laughs> I don't know we'll see I mean I'm, I got to where I am without a degree so I think it's I don't know Anyway, so... It's, yeah, it's hard to look back, I think. Yeah. You're like, uh, I got this far without the degree, 
how much further can I get yeah. without without a degree? Uh-huh. Do I need a new one? Do I yeah. need, or do I need to improve on this one? Yeah. So yeah. I think it, it it seems like unless it's academic, it doesn't. You could you could learn like unless you're going to become. I don't know, an economics teacher. Right. Or, you know, something where you absolutely yeah, need a degree. Exactly. You know, you can't learn this on your own. You can't learn this yeah, so with a couple of books. Crazy. So, um, the lady who put the ad up called me, Japanese lady, like, mm-hmm. thick accent. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, yeah, so I want to uh, schedule you for um, interview, interview, but, you know, I think I'm going to hire you. And I wow. it was just talking to her for 10 minutes and she by the end of that conversation she wanted to hire me and I was like don't you want to meet me yeah <laughs> first you know she's like okay yeah 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 we can do that you know because <laughs> she liked my background in musical theater and right. at the time I so thought I wanted to be on Broadway and by the time I graduated I was like what the hell did I put myself through <laughs> you know yeah um, but it gave me so much experience like I learned every type of dance that you need to learn to be on Broadway. I learned how to sing for the stage and Broadway. I learned acting for the camera and for the stage. I learned um, how to read and write and phonetics and how to do British accents and all kinds of stuff. So that was really like such a cool experience, but it was so, so much. Right. And I was like, I don't think I'm cut out for Broadway because I would go to like audition and after audition and at the time, it wasn't very diverse, so, you know, total typecasting, like, you can only play Latina parts, and all we have is In the Heights, and, you know, and so I went to that audition for In the yeah. Heights, and I, you know, I did, I got, like, a callback, and I didn't get past that callback, but, you know, after that, I was just like, what? F this, I'm, I'm not doing well. Right. So, I mean, now it's super diverse, you know, um. They but, tuned it up a bit. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, hey, let's have, you know, let's spice it up a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, now I realize I don't. that's not what I want to do, and I really enjoy teaching it. Um, I think it's a lot of fun because I get to, you know, use those creative things that I learned. And with the kids, I live through them, you know. Right. I get jealous of them, but, you know, I, it's cool <laughs> to see them progress and... Um, yeah, I, I really, really love my job. It's fun. And I'm a child, so I think it works. Like, they, we get each other, you yeah. know? It's super fun, so... And you, you feel like you're living vicariously through these through these kids? Yeah. Because uh, they're young kids, right? They're, yeah, so, what, 10 and younger? Um, my youngest, I mean, right now, I'm not teaching this age, but um, my youngest is three. Oh, okay, wow. So, um, and then my oldest, I mean, I've had... I've, I've had older people than me take my lessons, like 40s and 50s, and, oh. and I think 60. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't want to offend anybody, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's harder to teach older people because they have, you know, they have lives. <laughs> Sorry, I, I feel like I keep messing with this. Oh, no, I was just trying to make, make that comfortable. I feel like they have lives, you know, they have to work. They have children and grandchildren, yeah. possibly, so it's, they have busy schedules, so they can never fully commit to something. Um, but it's always fun teaching an array of age groups, you know, um, 
boys and girls, you know. I, yeah. I love it. It's really cool. And you're teaching them dance, you're teaching them... Yeah, so my main class is voice, you know, that's uh -huh. what I mainly teach, but I also teach, um, like, a song and dance class, okay. like, different age groups for that, um, which is really cool because I get to do, like, anything from, like, you know, Michael ja a themed Michael Jackson show to like musical theater or you know the Muppets or like anything I want and right. so the, the idea is that they're singing and dancing at the same time and um, I also teach now I teach on camera acting uh, which is cool because I've always wanted to do that I've done a few films and odd things here and there mm -hmm. um, but I like I really enjoy teaching it and I also uh, oh, trying to open up new classes. Um, I mean, it's we have to really promote it. It's kind of hard because people are like, what is that? You know, <laughs> they don't want really want to join if they don't know what it is. So I have to just try and make promotional videos here and there, and to get them interested or just tell them what it is. You know, but right. I want to do um, vocal performance and mic technique for the stage for like. Not for musical theater, but just music, you know, singing in a band or mm. singing in a live, you know, setting. So, because a lot of the times when we get to our recitals, they don't, they don't work with a microphone in the class, in the lesson, the private lesson. And then, and then when they get there to the mic, they're like, what am I doing? They don't know how to adjust the mic stand or the microphone right. or, you know to back off when it's too loud or to come closer when it, you're singing too soft so right so that's something i really want to teach but so far no signups <laughs> <laughs> so i am trying to when i have time <laughs> i'm gonna take a bunch of clips from my live performances and you know put that together to promo video somehow and that's a way to do it people need to see it yeah they don't really know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. i'm sure do you ever do you ever show anybody like do you ever show your students clips from your performances or sometimes mm. um, I'm don't like to brag too much but um, <laughs> you should yeah I, I feel like I should, <laughs> should brag more I feel like I should now because because they don't really know what I do and you know some kind sometimes kids these days think they know everything you know <laughs> so they just want to do their own thing mm -hmm. you know and I like to teach them like where it all comes from I know how to sing a classical aria mm -hmm. in Italian I know how to sing blues or jazz or country if I have to um, <laughs> you know R&B pop uh, rock all kinds of stuff and I know how to work the stage and how to engage the audience and mm -hmm. I feel like that's something they should know and I feel like if they don't see it they don't see me doing it they're not going to know or not going to believe me like right. this is what it, it takes to get here mm -hmm. and it's all pg stuff right it's oh, not yeah. yeah well <laughs> yeah i mean oh, <laughs> I'm, not, from... I'm never teaching like stuff like if a student really wants to learn a new pop song like everything on the radio now is so you know rough yeah so it's kind of hard for kids, anyway yeah so it's kind of hard you know i kind of have to change up the lyrics a little bit uh -huh. um that's kind of fun for me you know because i get <laughs> to like oh what lyrics should i put instead yeah that's kid friendly you know <laughs> um but i usually like to give songs that they don't know and 
still keep it interesting. Um, sometimes at the beginning they hate it and then they end up loving it. Like the Michael Jackson stuff, it was all of my song and dance classes and each group did about five songs mm -hmm. and I was the only one teaching at the time so it was like crazy amount of work for me but um, at first people were like, who's that? Who's Michael Jackson? Why does he... Wait, is that the same person? How come he looks different? Like, what ha what's <laughs> happened with his nose? You know, so they would ask all these questions. They're like, I don't like it, and then they end up really loving and appreciating the songs, and you know, growing to love Michael Jackson himself. So it's just, you know, pat myself on the back that I get to give them good music, and hopefully they, you know, look back and think, Wow, thank you, Miss Andrea. You know? <laughs> like, that was awesome. You know. <laughs> I don't know. That's Anyways. so cool. Yeah, it's cool. What do you uh, What do you listen to then? What do you listen to when you're off time? Because you've got all the pop hits with with uh, yes. Martini, and then you've got straight '80s. Yeah. Across the board, right? Across yeah, the so, entire decade. Yeah, I, for I feel the like. '80s, it's across the whole decade. So yeah. it's all the styles of '80s music. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and then Funk Martini would do like every decade just it has to be danceable and funky and you know fun or whatever so um i don't know i mean i listen i really do listen to everything i would i would say like the genre i is my least favorite is country but then again like there's such certain country that i do like yeah you know like classic country like patsy klein or you know like um I don't know, Shania Twain is super pop, but I feel like, oh, that was really good, you know, back in the day, you know, so I mean, I can't, I can't hate on that. I also, like, love folk music, um, but nowadays, I feel like I barely have time to listen to interesting stuff. I feel like everybody's trying to be, like, on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel um, maybe I'm wrong, um, or maybe I just don't know where to look. But um, I also don't have time to like really figure out like who's awesome. You know, right? Who should I listen to? Who should I be investing my time? And a lot of the time, I have to listen to songs that I have to learn. You know, for uh, my job. So it's, it's it just either, becomes work. Yeah, it just becomes work. I mean, it's it's okay because it's sometimes a lot of the times it's songs that I know and that I really love. Like. Uh -huh. Uh, Pop Gun, they know that, I mean, I can sing rock because that's what I was singing my whole life, but I also really love to sing, like, the funky, soulful stuff, so we just started learning um, Ain't Nobody, Shaka Khan, and Tina Marie, Lover Girl, so I'm just like, yes, finally, like, <laughs> something I can, like, live in, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I had to listen to that for the past couple weeks, uh -huh. you know, and then, um, oddly enough, I've been listening to podcasts oh, really? on um, minimalism, so... On um, the subject of minimalism, or is this yeah, a podcast? Yeah, I mean, a certain person I'm listening to, and then he'll interview people on their career, uh -huh. you know, like starting with nothing and then ending up with this awesome career, yeah. you know, being successful, and then... He'll often talk about minimalism, and I, I don't know. I just think um, I, uh, Matt Diavella. I'm probably saying it wrong. I just recently started listening, so I'm 
Yeah. I'm totally new to this. And then any other podcast I listen to is because my husband listens to scary stories. <laughs> so I'm listening to that. Oh, he, yeah. He has to fall asleep to it. Otherwise, he's just like awake. So. Does he have night terrors as a result? I is do. I do, from, yeah. From falling asleep I, to him? Okay, at first, <laughs> at first, yeah, it was really bad. So I would um, just stay up all night. I would not sleep because I'm a scaredy cat and I have to sleep with a nightlight on. <laughs> so And with this podcast. Yeah. He's not wearing headphones out. in bed? like No. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. So you yeah. have to hear like, oh, and then she was found. Yeah. In eight different locations. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but recently he's been listening to stories that are like stuff that's actually happened. Mm. And so to me that's like really interesting. Instead right. of like a made up story to like scare the crap out of you. you right, know? right, right. So now it's like, you know, real life stories that are still creepy, but it's kind of cool to yeah. listen to. And then other than that, we'll listen to like... The Life of Pi audiobook because that's like that's nice. It'll put me to sleep, you know. It's a good story. It's a long one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good ending, you know. So, so yeah. That's um, nice. I gotta I gotta check out more audiobooks because I I catch myself listening to more more and more podcasts and yeah. I kind of, I'm kind of straying away from music unless it's yes. work. I have yes, I'm doing the same. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a. Uh, I don't know. It's okay, right? Like you got to branch out. You got to do other things. Yeah. But what what podcasts do you like? Uh, I like um, I like tangentially speaking. It's by this guy named Christopher Ryan. He's like a he's an anthropologist, and he wrote a book on on monogamy and awesome. like the history of human sexuality. Is oh my and gosh. he has this podcast that's just he just interviews everybody, like whoever he finds interesting. Really? Yeah. That's- that's really cool. Yeah, so I listen to that one a lot. He's just anybody. So it's That's pretty awesome. cool. I like yeah. That. <laughs> That's uh, super cool. Uh, no, nothing scary. Um, <laughs> I've heard a few. I've heard a few like of the murder mystery types. Yeah. Which are pretty interesting. But I watched so much Criminal Minds oh. when it was on the air, or yeah. like in the early days anyway, uh-huh. that I just feel like I know what's going to happen next. Right. Like you already know that unless it's a cold case, like openly a cold case file, you know they're going to catch them. And, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of what I listen to. Cold so, case stuff? Yes, uh, so, and then it's like, you know, never solved. And then I'm there like, oh my gosh, what could have happened? I wonder, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I'm up all night listening to that. <laughs> I always wanted to look up the uh, like alien abduction stuff. Oh, I don't we know listen why. to that too. Oh, do you? Yeah. Is there other good ones? Cause There's. I was always into that. Um, I, you know what? I'll let you know what what it's called because right now I can't think of the name. Uh-huh. The one that we always would listen to is Creepy Pasta. Um, but, oh, that's a podcast. Yeah, he has like I guess it's on YouTube, but then he has his own podcast version. I don't know. So uh-huh. he just puts it, press play, and he play, plays like all the yeah. stories. So. And then the the newer one that I really like, I can't remember the name, but I'll let you know what it is. And there's like alien abductions too on that one. I really love it. Cool. The <laughs> creepy pasta ones are the. I used to read some of those. Yeah, and, those uh, are really scary. Those are dark. Yeah. And they're not always true, right? Like, no, I mean, a lot of them are. Some, some of, of them, them are, are true. They'll, some of them they'll be like, um, like 
stories from a security guard, like something that he had to do, like, or like um, a forest ranger, like something happened in the forest, and that, that's really scary. Uh -huh. like, <laughs> or it'll be like myths, but a lot of it is fictional. Mm. Which, I mean, it's still cool. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> I remember one in particular, it was just a picture, and like, just the story behind it right uh, right above uh, or below it and it was uh, like this old lady like babushka looking lady all covered you know and she's holding uh, a German shepherd uh, by a leash and this dog is barking and uh -huh. it's, like, barking at the camera nobody knows who took it apparently nobody ever like somebody found the camera never found out like anything else and it's just this old lady and they zoom in on her face and it's all pixelated because it's a poorly taken picture oh my and her eyes are just kind of glowing in, in a little dark area yeah. of her scarf and and there's this dog just like and I'm going to put my heart to the mic like I'm already like <laughs> scared <laughs> yeah and it's just one of those like mysteries yeah. like we found this camera uh, this guy was walking in the middle of nowhere there are always stories about this this person living in the woods and Hi. this guy apparently tried to investigate and didn't come back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have to tell, uh, I'm going to find out what the name of that one story guy, podcast guy is. Because uh, he also has one that has recordings of ghosts. Like, like not video recordings, but voice recordings. Oh, right, right. Oh my god. In the middle of the night, it's so scary. Uh -huh. Like, for some reason, the ghosts always say, get out. Yeah. And I, I can't handle that one. That or is it, is it clear when you hear it? Yes. Really? Yes. Uh -huh. Like, Because that's why I always hated those ghost shows. Because they would always record them like, oh, he's saying he's, he's around the corner. Or he's saying he's right here or something. And right. I'm like, I didn't hear that at all. I didn't catch that. How did right. you catch no, that? No, you can really hear it. And yeah. they're like, we'll play it slower and louder for you. And I'm like, no, don't. <laughs> like, I'm good, you know? And no matter how many times I listen to that one with all the different ghosts, I'm still so scared. Uh, like, it's really bad. <laughs> do you have any personal ghost stories? Um, No. I had nightmares after my grandma died. So, like, to me, like, her ghost, like, I used to think, like, oh, she's still around. Like, I would see something out of my the corner of my eye after, right. like, having those nightmares. So, um, but other than that, nothing. Like, no. No I haunted houses or anything like that? Well, my room, the closet door creaks. Uh-huh. And my dog is terrified of it. Oh. Uh. So, also, she's a scaredy cat, so I wonder if maybe she's just scared of the noise, because uh -huh. she hates fireworks, she hates flying curtains, she hates anything, like... Any sudden movements? Yeah, yeah. and so, and the creaking is like a, it's kind of like a, like, kind of like, I don't know, it's like a more of a popping creak kind of sound, it's yeah. not like... Argh. Like it's, it's snapping or something? Yeah, it sounds like... I don't know, maybe something in the wall, like the house, you know, the house sometimes makes noises, you yeah. know, the sound of the wood, or I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but the door, it's like a, kind of like a metal door. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, it makes this noise, and then since I was listening to those scary stories, I was like, I wonder it's a freaking ghost. Like, that <laughs> would suck, big time, you know? Yeah. Whatever. It's always a door, I think. Like, um, my sister has a story that ended up 
really creeping me out. We uh, oh, no. we lit my early twenties. We were living in Rancho off of uh, off of Milliken in these like townhomes, like these condos. Okay. Uh huh. And. Uh, she was always terrified of her room, and I thought she was just being a scaredy cat. How old she, is she? She's 27 now. Okay. Uh, but back then she was, I guess she was 18. Okay. And um, yeah, so she was just terrified of her room, and I'm like, oh, you're full of shit. Like, I'm already scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Because she like Keep she going. would always like as a kid she would always sleep with my mom. Oh, okay. Or our mom, and um, and. Um, just because she hated her own room. So this one was no different. And it's like, oh, you're just afraid. She's like, no, there's something in the closet. It's it's scaring me. I can't take it. And I'm like, no, 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 you're fine. And nothing ever happened. Like, I never saw anything. She never, ex- like, explicitly saw anything or experienced anything. She just wow. had this negative energy, oh. this grim feeling. Yeah. Years later, about maybe four or five years ago, uh, I'm hanging out with a friend down the street at his house, down the street from that place, and we're like going on a beer run or something. We're having a little mm-hmm. party. And he's like, yeah, you still live right up here. I'm like, oh yeah, me too, uh, on Stonehaven. And he's like, Stonehaven, yeah, me too. What was your address? And he's, I say the address, and he's like, me too. Oh my god! So we find out we live in the same. We used to live oh, in the same house. He's like, yeah, wow. I lived in the, in the early two thousands when they built them, and it's like that's awesome. He's like, yeah, is uh, is that house? Is the is the room that faces the street haunted? Because uh, it was haunted when uh, my sister always said it was haunted, and I'm like, my sister always said it was haunted. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, got the chills so bad right now. <laughs> and I was like, apparently that yeah, apparently it was haunted, but I had no idea. Uh, she would, she'd always sleep in my mom's room, and he's like, my sister would always sleep in our mom's room. She oh, was terrified no. of that room. Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, my sister isn't entirely full of shit. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that yeah. Is so nice. But then my sister had a baby, and it went away. She brought the baby home, and she's oh, like, really? that was the last I felt of whatever that was. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we moved another year later or something okay, like good. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Like yeah. literally chills <laughs> everywhere. I was like, <laughs> I never know what to do with stuff like that because I never like I believe the people telling me stories like that, telling me ghost stories, telling me alien stories. Yeah. Like sight like UFO sightings. Oh and all. yeah. Like I believe you. I don't really believe the story because, like, I'm super skeptical about that stuff. Uh, okay. When something like that adds up, I'm like, I don't know what yeah, to do with this. Yeah, like, that's um, it's creepy as hell. Yeah. I was like, was your room haunted? Because that was my room. And he's like, no. I yelled at it. I yelled at the closet because it creaked once. And I was like, stay the fuck out of my room or something like that. And I was oh like, yeah, I didn't do that. Cause okay. I, didn't, I felt nothing in that house. Okay. Yeah, but it just added so much credence to the story. Yeah, that's really scary. (laughs) We're just over an hour. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) So what's coming up for you? What do you uh, what do you have planned? Uh, um, So Funk's Martini has slowed down a lot and I think I think for the past couple of years we've realized our worth um, I always 
put my 110%, even when I don't feel like it, I fake it till I make it, to put a, on a great show for people, mm-hmm. you know? And it's it definitely wears down on me when it's not appreciated. Oh, of and course. You get, do you get down on yourself or do you get down oh, on... Yeah. A, oh, yeah. Yeah, physically, it's, it's hard to recover from it. Right. Just, you know, I'm dancing the whole time, singing the whole time. I mean, the singing is cool. Like... You know, when I used to sing five nights a week, I, I would also be teaching, you know, right. five nights a week or five days a week. So it was rough on my voice. So we had to, you know, bring it back and slow down. And I feel like it's the same right now. Like physically, it's, it's rough. And if you when if you're at a gig and you feel like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Then you shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know? It, if, if you feel like nobody's really paying attention, you shouldn't be there, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you're playing there, you know, month after month, it's a, you know, residency kind of thing, you know, they'll forgive you. If they want to put on a, an event and have you back, we can always go back. Yeah. You know? So, uh, we're scaling it back because it's become a thing where it's like why am i here right you know we have all these drunk people unfortunately ruining ruining our equipment with splattering you know drinks or like literally knocking over a speaker oh wow. yeah yeah it's happened um so after a while it gets to you so i i guess for us it's next is kind of reevaluating what we're doing and going forward, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to sound super greedy, but um, this is what feeds me and pays my bills. So uh, we're thinking about going into weddings, you know, more and more corporate things. Um, and then we won't have to play as much. Right. Because you know? yeah. when you're playing for pennies, you have to play a lot, and and it makes you tired, and and it's fun. But I'm 31 years old, <laughs> so that's the burden. You know of how much? How you much? Know? Yeah. How much more can I handle that? You know, physically and mentally. So, um, you know, the occasional, the occasional um, local gig at a bar is mm-hmm. fun. The occasional wedding gig or corporate gig is good, you know, it fills your tummy and then, you know, get creative, start learning new songs, maybe come up with another original and just see where that takes you. I just feel like I, I've always, I've always had strong feelings about doing something that makes you happy rather than, you know what makes you a millionaire because I used to think oh I want to be a back it's another story it's back when I thought I wanted to be on the radio Mm -hmm. to become famous and be rich and whatever Um, I thought that was everything and it's I don't know maybe it's not (laughs) yeah so depends on who you are, I guess. Cause it depends on, yeah. Some people will take that goal and absolutely run with it and not, not give up until they get it. And maybe they don't get it until they're 50. Maybe they don't get it until they're true. whatever. That's true, yeah. But other people, you know, more practical. They're like, okay, yeah. 
this will take too long. I could do this, but it'll take 20 years. Yeah. So let me figure out something else in the meantime. You know? And I, I guess if that came to me, I wouldn't mind it, but I just don't want to kill myself going in that direction. Right. Um, because sometimes people in the industry could be nasty and it's rough. So yeah, I love what I'm doing. I love entertaining local people mm. you know I especially because I know a lot of them do jobs that I hate <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. and they might hate their job or have a bad week or you know maybe they were fighting with somebody but then you know Friday or Saturday night they come to a gig and they're just you know having a blast or enjoying just having a drink or whatever it is and yeah. you know their night was made then that makes my night yeah you know what I mean yeah. and that's why you're there yeah that's why more I do it yeah. more or less you know sometimes I have to pay the bills so the occasional wedding or corporate gig really helps yeah um, if they enjoy it even better mm. you know um, with Pop Gun um, we are We've been planning on branching out to do a, a wedding band that covers all like top 40s as well. So calling it something else, we haven't figured out what that is yet. But because 80s is just so, just one genre and yeah. you know, you can't only do so much with it. And we, we will still get gigs with that, but... Um, well, so it's been long enough and not to age ourselves but um 80s was big when we were kids yeah and when we were in high school and all that mm-hmm. where i'm 30 you're yeah it's the 90s now yeah it's the 90s like, do definitely you, do you convert right to 90s songs you know or do you just i think do top 40 because top 40 is changing faster right than that, exactly you know? so um i think that's why the band wants to do it to play just all kinds of genres instead right. of just 90s, you know? Uh-huh. You know, not to age them, but they're older than me. I'm mm. one of the younger ones. So um, definitely I would have changed it to a 90s band. Right. Just I feel like that would might have been easier. You could keep the cliche and the, all the costumes and stuff, and it would still be a fun show. And honestly, people love it because it's fun. Oh, yeah. Like, I loved 80s clubs. I would oh, go yeah. to uh, Rocket all... in Azusa in, after uh-huh. high school all the time. Really? So it was like a, yeah, I wasn't even 21. I think it was, oh I'm pretty sure it was uh, in all age, uh, nah, 18 and up. And uh, I think when I turned 21, I went there. Oh, my gosh. I was, was just... an angel. <laughs> I never <laughs> really? did anything. But, I mean, I've heard of people like doing that. things like that. <laughs> like going to clubs? <laughs> no, I was always, like, performing or, like, you know, I have a Mexican mom, you know. So uh, <laughs> I mean, Mexican parents, I should say. So yeah. it's just, and I'm the first child and I'm a girl, so they never let me do anything. Are you <laughs> first generation then? I'm second generation. Okay. You still have that, like, work ethic of, like, you better be doing something, don't fuck around. You know what? Like, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm always, like, I consider myself a workaholic, and mm-hmm. now I'm trying not to be it, but it's still hard. Like, if I go two days of having like vacation, mm-hmm. I get bored, and I'm like, I have to work on something. Yeah. You know, I have to do like social media, or I have to do like, you know, editing for a, you know, my students thing that I was working on, or I have to learn new songs, or I have to. What's next? You yeah, know? I feel like that's that's been you as long as I've known.